Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Hello, friends. Jack, Flight School O'Brien here, uh, also known as Jack. Still can touch Ned if I get a running start and haven't eaten heavy breakfast to O'Brien. Uh, both nicknames that I go by inviting you to check out miles and Jack got mad boosties for a weekly basketball conversation with me and my co-host from the daily zeitgeist miles gray. We are joined by comedians, writers, podcasters, and fellow NBA fans. As we discuss the latest news and events from around the league, check it out. Miles and Jack got mad boosties brought to you by the first ever Toyota grand Highlander. A fresh new hour of the nightcap here on VSIN. Tim Murray here in Las Vegas at the Circus Sportsbook. Scott Seidenberg with us over there in New York City. We're going to talk more NBA draft coming up in just a couple minutes with Kristen Peake from Yahoo Sports. Going to get her thoughts on maybe some surprise bets out there. Uh, before we get you updated on the uh, Olympics golf competition, which is in the midst of round number one, uh, not the start you were hoping for out in the Bay Area. You were able to uh, cash the Giants yesterday in a nice comeback victory. At a principle, you are back on the Giants tonight, <laughs> plus the one and a half. It's uh, it's still early, uh, like you uh like you predicted on Monday night with the comeback from the Mariners. Still early. Giants did come back last night, but uh, not a great start as the Dodgers lead 4 to nothing in the top of the fourth. It's amazing. Di Sclafani, if you look at his game logs, has just been absolutely tremendous this season, but not against the Dodgers. They seem to be his nemesis this year. I know he had the one horrific outing where he didn't even last past the third inning, but the Dodgers have been the team that has gotten him each time out against them. Uh, hopefully the Giants offense can pick things up, although against Walker Bueller is definitely going to be a tough task. This is where the plus 1.5 comes in handy here. You know, just give me a, you know, get, get it to 4-3. Lose the game by a run and we'll cash the ticket. I'm not asking them to come from behind and win this game in walk-off fashion. I'm just asking them to lose by one. <laughs> it's all you got to do, Giants. Just 
Just give us a couple more runs. Uh, the Yankees did come back and win, or did win an extra innings, I should say. Joey Gallo, now a member of the New York Yankees blockbuster trade today. Uh, he's not there yet, but the Yankees get it done. They beat the Rays 3-1 to one, uh, in extra innings uh, down in Tampa tonight. We've got extra innings in Kansas City. 2-2 two to two is the score. White Sox and the Royals. We'll see if uh, we get a potential bad beat situation. you got some work. You got some room to work with there in that total, but anytime a game goes to extra innings, I get, uh, I get a little bit nervous. Uh, I want to point everybody's attention to the Olympics golf competition uh, because there are some big names over there and it's just round one. Uh, it is going on right now. Uh, we're keeping our eye on Hideki Matsuyama for our guy Scott Seidenberg right there. We're keeping our eyes on uh, Mackenzie Hughes, who back-to-back birdies. Here comes Mackenzie Hughes, Let's five go. and six, back-to-back birdies. Justin Thomas, uh, even par right now through 11. But how about Austria's Sepp Straka? William Hill had him at 150 to one. Earlier this week, DraftKings had him at 250 to one, and Sepp Straka right now has finished his first round at eight under par, a bogey-free 63, eight birdies for Mr. Straka. And uh, if you're holding that 150 to one ticket or 250 to one at DraftKings, man. You could not have asked for a better first round. So there you have it. Uh, Sepp Straka from Austria. Right now you're a leader in the first round of the Olympics golf competition. Round one of four. So long ways to go. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. uh, what a start there. Eight birdies, no bogeys. A 63 to start the Olympics. Yeah, and you mentioned it. A lot of golf to go, Tim. And you wonder just how Sepp is going to do uh, tomorrow to back up this play here in round two. But if he does find himself atop the leaderboard when it gets to the fourth and final round, there's going to be some big names that are going to be putting pressure on him. So it's it, for a guy who was as far back on the odds as he was, it's going to be pressing. And I would still bet against <laughs> yeah. him. Uh, at this point. Well, DraftKings is uh, is not overreacting either. Uh, DraftKings, I, I love, you got to give them credit, especially in golf. They're so uh, they're so uh, competitive, but uh, they have Sepp Straka right now after posting a 63, still at 16-1 to 1 to win this event, win the gold medal. Victor Hovland, now your current favorite at DraftKings as uh, Hovland at this point is... Uh, I can't find him on the leaderboard, but I'm sure he's he's up there at some point. We'll get you updated on that. Uh, but let's get back to the NBA draft. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. Kristen Peak will join us in just a moment. Here we go on the night. <laughs> It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. I was trying to look just a moment ago uh, where the current favorite on DraftKings to win the gold medal in the golf competition for the men was. And uh, for some reason, my my leaderboard hadn't updated. Victor Hovland is three under through six. So there you go. That is why he is currently six to one to win the gold medal. Colin Morikawa and Rory McIlroy sitting at nine to one. But enough of golf. 
Let's get to the NBA draft. Scott Seidenberg with us there in New York City. Tim Murray here in Vegas. And let's bring in Kristen Peake, who does a phenomenal job uh, covering the NBA draft, covering college basketball for Yahoo Sports. And she joins us right now. Uh, Kristen, it, as, as things have gone on in this draft process, it, it's kind of sorted itself out. And, and the odds have indicated that, where you've got Cade Cunningham going one. You've, you look at... Uh, Jalen Green's uh, separating himself to go two, uh, Mobley going three, and then maybe at four is where things get a little potentially interesting. When you look at four, do you think we could see a surprise and see Jalen Suggs get passed over for the likes of Scotty Barnes there to Toronto? How do you see number four and five playing out come tomorrow night? You know, I've talked about, I've talked to several teams today and yesterday. And I think there's going to be a lot of movement in terms of trade talks for that number four pick, whether it's Toronto trading down for a different player or another team trying to jump up there and get Jalen Suggs or a team like Oklahoma city, who's, you know, sitting at six, if they want Scotty Barnes, they're going to have to trade up to get him in that number four slot. So I don't think Suggs is a lock at number four, um, at least now that we're, less than 24 hours standing out from the draft. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that could happen. And, and, you know, past number four, when you go five to 10, even today I had to update my mock draft because I'm hearing different players that are entering the mix, you know, like Zaire Williams from Stanford, um, mm-hmm. the six ten wing, he could enter the mix in the top 10. A lot of players, they love James Booknight um, to OKC at number six. Um, and even, you know, a team within the top five told me, they said, if for whatever reason, uh, Mobley goes number two and they have the number three pick, there's a smaller margin to choose between Jalen Green and James Booknight than people think. So a lot of talks are happening. I think it's still going to shake out Cade one, Jalen Green two and Evan Mobley three, but this is exactly what the draft is about. This is what happens 24 hours before everything happens. Everyone's trying to get what they want and their opinion and their trades and everything in at the last minute. Oh, it's certainly uh, uh, just a complicated, you know, mix here of news that's being leaked out for proper reasons. Teams want information out there on these guys as well. Uh, One of the names that was really intriguing to me was Chris Duarte and seeing where he would end up. Uh, I wound up going under 15 with him. Uh, The line has just been shuffled. It's going back and forth. There are rumors now of other teams being interested in trading up for Duarte. Where is his ceiling in terms of how high you think he'll go in the draft? Uh, Will he be in that top 14? I 100% think Chris Duarte is going to be in that top 14, and I'll credit that to the Cam Johnson effect. When you look at Cam Johnson, who was a four-year player, similar size, similar game, and the Suns took him shockingly, what was it, two or three years ago at number 11, and to see how productive he's been for them in the playoffs and the finals, you know, teams are looking at that and they're like, where is the value in the next Cameron Johnson and Chris Duarte fits that mold. So you have a lot of teams looking at him late. He did great in uh, workouts. You know, he's very experienced. He's got great size at six foot six. And let's not forget what he did in the tournament. In the two games that he played in the tournament, he averaged 22 points and almost seven assists. 
you know, on the biggest stage of college basketball. So he's not afraid of that limelight, and that's why a lot of teams are interested in him in the late lottery. We're talking to Kristen Peake from Yahoo Sports at Kristen Peake on Twitter. Does a great job covering college basketball and the NBA draft. As the NBA draft, as we all know, less than 24 hours away. A name you mentioned, and he's been a, a unique case. Uh, and I think he could be certainly uh, one of those big curveballs that we say, whoa, where did this come from? Uh, if you follow recruiting, which obviously Kristen uh, does so very well, you know the name. But his performance last year at Stanford really wasn't all that inspiring, and that's Zaire Williams. Uh, there are reports out there uh, that Orlando brought him back in for another workout. They're sitting there at their second pick at number eight. I believe in your latest mock, you have him going to Charlotte at number 11. And then you look at the odds, Kristen, and his over-under is 18 and a half. So Zaire Williams, it feels like, is, is all over the place of where he could ultimately land tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I'm hearing from uh, different people around the league. I mean, and it's not just Zaire, it's a few players. It's Moses Moody, it's Jalen Johnson. You know, their draft range is so, it's, it's, it's so deep. You know, you're hearing eight, you're hearing 18, you're hearing, you know, as high as five for Moses Moody or 15. And so for Zaire Williams, let me tell you, like, I am a big fan of Zaire Williams. He's a 6'10 wing, has an incredible work ethic. People, most people don't know this, but he, uh, you know, played his last year of high school at Sierra Canyon alongside Bronny James, alongside BJ Boston and Amari Bailey, and was one of the best players on the team. So he definitely knows how to lead and win games and, and be that, you know, uh, winner on the court. And I think Stanford, there were, there were a few things that happened with him at Stanford. He had an uncle that he was very close to pass away and he stepped away for a month and then. When he came back, it was obvious that Stanford wasn't going to make the tournament. So by then, you know, you're just disengaged. You're trying to get back in the rhythm with your team and then with the COVID year. And another thing that people don't know is last summer during quarantine, Zaire Williams traveled every single week, Monday morning at 5 a.m. to Las Vegas with his trainer to work out with Tyree Taliburton, who was a you know, rookie of the year finalist. Um, Malachi Flynn and Josh Green and I was in the gym with him last year and he held his own in those those drills and those workouts so I think that gave him the confidence this year to go into workouts and know no I belong here I belong in the NBA this the NBA game caters more to him as well in terms of the spacing and being able to create for himself more so than the college game. Kristen, Corey Kispert is probably the best shooter in this entire draft, uh, and he fits what the NBA is kind of transitioning to now. Uh, two teams that uh, I, I have him slotted at is 11 to Charlotte or 13 to Indiana. If it's not one of those two picks, where do you see Kispert going? Kispert, I mean, exactly. Like, I have him at 13 going to Indiana, but if he falls, it's probably going to be to – either New Orleans at 17 or even the New York Knicks after that, because I know um, the Pelicans are really, they are targeting uh, Trey Murphy from Virginia, who also is a great shooter who shot uh, 43% from the field and has a little bit more length at six foot nine. So if he does not get picked up at 11 or 13, he could fall to, you know, the late teens as well. But again, like you said, a great shooter. I think teams are just more worried about, long-term, his athleticism, and what his ceiling is as an NBA player. 
Kristen, one guy uh, that I'm sure the name I will butcher, but he, he's a unique case because he's a center. Uh, he played in the Euro League, uh, which is top-tier competition. You know, Luka Doncic obviously was very successful there before coming over to the NBA. Uh, the big man, Sengun, um, where do you yeah. think he ultimately lands? I know a lot of people had him targeted to San Antonio, but, you know, looking at your mock draft, you don't think he lasts that long. I don't. I think Sacramento is probably going to try to target a center and looking between him and Kai Jones, the, uh, the other center that is probably going to be on the draft board around that teams. Um, he's a bit more polished. I mean, Kai Jones, we've been saying since he was in high school, oh, he's raw. He's got raw talent. His upside is upside. But how many years can you say that before you need a player to start showing you that they're developing into who they're going to be as a pro? And so when you look at Singwin, like, he has already showed that he can dominate the uh, the Euro, the Euro League, and when you and in also Sacramento. I mean, how many games has Marvin Bagley played? They're going <laughs> to need some size. They're going to need some young talent, and so I think they're going to try to target a center or a forward with that number nine pick to bring some relief in for you know if Marvin Marvin Bagley is still injured next year. Kristen Davion Mitchell, in my opinion, and in a lot of things that I'm reading is the NBA's uh, the most NBA ready player in this draft. Uh, he's been linked to the Golden State Warriors. Bob Myers is in love with the kid, rightfully so. Uh, they'd love to have him at 14. Is there an outside chance that they would take him at seven or they're just going to hope that he falls to them at 14? I think they're probably going to wait to see if he falls, um, you know, at seven you're looking more for the upside and uh, not, there's not a lot of teams that are going to take a chance on a six foot six, one guard. I mean, he's a great defender and, you know, yes, we see glimpses of Donovan Mitchell in his game, but you know, the, the fact that I have talked to so many people around the league and that he's falling, he's falling. It makes me wonder if, you know, did he just rise to the occasion in the NCAA tournament and play as well as he did? Is that who he is or is, was that just, you know, he's on adrenaline and he had a great tournament and what he's doing in workouts is really who he's going to be in the NBA. So I think teams are taking pause at his size and that's not why, that's why they're not going to invest in him in the seven to eight to nine range. But he could, if Chris Duarte gets taken before 14, I could totally see the Warriors taking him at 14. Talking to Kristen Peake, does a fine job covering the NBA uh, draft for Yahoo Sports, also college basketball, college basketball recruiting, everything uh, that is college hoops. Um, you know, you mentioned a name in, in the same breath as Zaire Williams with uh, intrigue and a lot of mixed opinions. Um, my first and favorite bet of this draft is Jalen Johnson to go after pick 14. I, I just don't see from, you know, yourself and others uh, that cover the NBA draft and, you know, are piped in. Uh, it, it feels like late teens, maybe even early 20s for Jalen Johnson. I, I know there's some intrigue, big time high school recruit, right? But mixed results at Duke, then he opts out. Uh, what is the talk right now of Jalen Johnson and where do you think he ultimately lands come tomorrow night? Here's the thing with Jalen Johnson, and if you're betting on him, I would not bet at all because <laughs> nobody knows. Like, he is the biggest question mark out of the entire NBA draft. He has great size at 6'9". He's 210 pounds. Um, like, like you said, 
He opted out early at Duke. He was a five-star recruit. He also quit his high school team early or left early. So there's a lot of commitment issues there. But I think individual workouts and these little workouts that he's had to do for teams cater to him. I was at his clutch pro day. He looked great. He looked like a pro. He has a body that is, you know, NBA ready. And I think there are going to be teams that are intrigued by that and they might take the upside on him, you know, if they're in a rebuilding year. So Jalen Johnson is a player I would stay far away from in terms of betting because (laughs) yes, he could drop as low as 20 or he could go at nine. Like nobody, nobody knows. Um, And that's a player like I am so, so ready for tomorrow night just to see where he lands. Uh, Daron Sharp has been getting some love, and we've seen his stock or his number kind of increase over the past couple of days. At first, I thought he was going in the 30s, but uh, his number is now 28 and a half, and the under is actually juiced. So has his stock risen to the point where he's going to be taken inside that 28 number? I think so. Daron Sharp is one of the um, biggest stock risers, I think, in this draft class. He's lost 20 pounds. He looks great. And he also showed teams that he's extended his game and he's shooting well from the three. And you have to remember at UNC, he was out of shape. Like he, I saw him at Mount Verde in high school and he was like a brick. He looked like he didn't even need to go to college and he could go straight to the pros. And then I watched the North Carolina games and I'm like, who is this kid? So to hear that he dropped those 20 <laughs> pounds, and he got serious. He got serious about his physical body and serious about being a true NBA forward at the next level where he's going to have to run up and down with guys like Giannis, with guys, you know, like Cat and Anthony Davis. He's taking it seriously. And I think teams were pleasantly surprised when they started bringing in, him in. And that's why you see his stock kind of rising this late, um, right before the draft. Before we let you run, Kristen, uh, we got about a minute. Uh, curious about two guys that could be late first rounders, and and could their you know stock be uh, another couple risers? You have Bones Highland at a VCU, uh, his over under sitting at twenty eight and a half right now, and then Miles McBride as well uh, coming out of West Virginia at twenty nine and a half. Uh, do you see both these guys going in the first round? I see Bones, yes, going in the first round. Miles is still a question mark, I think. Um, And the reason, uh, Bones for sure, because he completely annihilated everyone in the NBA draft combine, even to the fact where his his agent said, okay, sit out the next game. And honestly, I see glimpses, glimpses. I'm not making the NBA comps, but I see glimpses of John Morant in his game, just his body control at the rim the fact that he isn't afraid to go downhill and get to the rim around the bigs and find ways to do that. Um, So I think there's definitely a team that will pick him up in the first round. And with Miles McBride, I'm still on the fence with him. She is Kristen Peak at Kristen Peak on Twitter. A Kristen, terrific, terrific work. And uh, I know you'll be sitting back and enjoying uh, all that hard work paying off tomorrow night. Thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. Anytime. There she is, Kristen Peak. From Yahoo Sports, I, I will say, not making me feel all that confident about my uh, Jalen Johnson play, but hey, the bet has already been made, Scott. There's nothing we can do about it moving forward. It is the nightcap. We'll get you updated on what's happening out in the Bay Area. Dodgers and Giants after this. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Keep it 
Keep it rolling here on the nightcap. Doug Kazarian will join us top of the next hour. Get his thoughts on the Olympics, his bets on the NBA draft. Bob Nightingale will join us in 20 minutes. USA Today's baseball reporter. Uh, Shohei Otani just hit a, another home run. Scott, uh, this dude is kind of good at baseball. Uh, he is now... Uh, sitting with 37 home runs on the season as the Angels lead the Rockies 6-3. to three. So a three-run homer uh, for Shohei Otani uh, tonight. Just the, the guy is absolutely unbelievable, and he is a re- pretty much, uh, I mean, he is a lock to win MVP in the American League. Yeah, and, and with all due respect to Vlad, who's Vladdy Guerrero Jr. is having a tremendous season, too. At one point, he was leading in the Triple Crown. So, you know, he is having – and if it wasn't for Otani, he would be the runaway uh, American League MVP. But the fact that Otani is doing everything that he's doing at the plate, combined with his success on the mound, he is a lock to win this award, Tim. Yes. Yeah. 37 home runs, what, ERA right around three uh, this year for Shohei Otani. Uh, so right now, 6-3 lead for the L.A. Angels. Uh, Angels went off as a pretty heavy favorite. No surprise, it's the Rockies. Minus 215 at home here at Circus Sports. The Dodgers continue their 4 nothing lead, and they have the bases loaded right now in the top of the fifth inning against the Giants. They were Favorites on the road yet again at San Francisco, uh, and they lead that one four to nothing. Uh, extra innings gone. Final Kansas City a winner over the White Sox three to two. So no bad beat there uh, when it comes to uh, baseball. Uh, you know we'll talk to Bob Nightingale here shortly. We talked about the Joey Gallo trade, which is uh, going to be huge. It's not official yet, and uh, less than a half hour ago, and Bob will I sh- I'm sure shed some light on this. Um, the, the deal is still, they're still moving pieces around. Ken Rosenthal just retweeted Jack Curry from the Yes Network, uh, Scott, and said, deal to be adjusted from versions reported earlier. So it sounds like they're still trying to figure out the compensation going back to Texas for Joey Gallo. So all reporting seems like this is going to happen, but it is not done just yet. It seems like there's some fine-tuning when it comes to this Joey Gallo deal. Yeah, this happens a lot in Major League Baseball, so they're going to try and agree on the compensation, and maybe there's some money that has to be figured out as well uh, and some jockeying for position, if you will, between the Yankees and the Rangers. But Joey Gallo adds a very important piece to this lineup, Tim. Not only will he shore up their outfield because you'll put him in right, you'll have Judge in center, and it makes their outfield better because you don't have to have Brett Gardner playing every single day or, you know, Ryan Lamar or, you know, Greg Allen and guys that you've never heard of uh, with the injuries that the Yankees have been dealing with. But they needed a left-handed power bat. They were lacking it the entire season ever since Aaron Hicks went down with his injury. So now you put Joey Gallo into this lineup. It stretches the lineup. It makes them more dangerous against righties, especially at home with the short porch in right field. This was one of three must-add pieces that I thought the Yankees were going to look at. Left-handed power, center field, and shortstop. Well, they got the left-handed power bat, and maybe center field is solved now by moving Judge to center with uh, Gallo playing right field. And if they're able to get Trevor Story, who they've been linked to uh, as of right now, that would be a home run trade deadline for Brian Cashman, and the Yankees would certainly be favored to obtain a wild card spot. 
Yeah, and as of today, prior to their win over the Rays at DraftKings, it was slight plus money for the Yankees to get into the postseason at plus 110. Bob Nightingale, more on the trade deadline and what moves we should anticipate and more on the Joey Gallo trade coming up in about 15 minutes. But uh, let's get you updated on the Olympic golf uh, competition going on right now. And we mentioned Sepp Straka, the uh, the pride of Austria, shot a 63. Uh, Victor Hovland was cruising right along. He is uh, playing extremely well. He's got four, birgie, uh, four birdies so far. And here comes Xander Shoffley. Uh, back-to-back birdies at 15 and 16. So Shoffley, remember Steve Sands, who usually... He's, he's a better. He likes to look down the board, and he sell, he felt like the cream will rise in this uh, event, and he liked, you know, Shoffley, who was one of the uh, the co-favorites. But Victor Hovland right now at four under. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama not doing you any favors right now, Scott. A bogey at nine and a bogey at 11, so Matsuyama not terrible, still sitting at two under through 14. Yeah, He's okay. You're all right. And Mackenzie Hughes both 10, so not happy about that either. Yeah, right now at DraftKings. But he's plus 5,000. Victor Hovland <laughs> is your <laughs> plus 5,000. Uh, Victor Hovland is your current favorite at DraftKings at plus 550. Colin Morikawa at 9 to 1. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. Boy, did Aaron Rodgers channel his inner Frank Costanza today. It's a nightcap here on Visa. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my Football betting guides are coming soon, and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both. Now's the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the football, entire football season. Sign up now, vsin.com backslash subscribe. It is a nightcap here on vsin. Scott Seidenberg over in New York City. Tim Murray with you here in Las Vegas. Bob Nightingale in 10 minutes. Get his thoughts on the reported deal of Joey Gallo to the New York Yankees. Still being worked out, but it seems like that is going to happen. A huge, huge move by the Yankees, who got a 3-1 win today in 10 innings over the Tampa Bay Rays. But earlier today, Scott, I was sitting on my computer preparing for the show. Uh, You know, I'll I'll just say this. Uh, Press conferences in the preseason usually aren't a high priority for me. But I kept seeing all of the tweets coming out about Aaron Rodgers. And I said, you know what? Maybe I should turn this on. And I mentioned... He was channeling his inner Frank Costanza, who once upon a time (laughs) said, the tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of the grievances. I've got a lot of problem with you people, and you're going to hear about it. And that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers did today. He was airing it out. He let it all out, and he's there. He's in Green Bay. So... You know, we've talked so much about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers these last couple of nights. And why wouldn't we? Because it's really been the topic uh, du jour uh, in the football world. What type of season are you expecting from the Green Bay Packers? And, oh, by the way, I'll double-check if it's still there. But earlier today, at the South Point, the Packers were even money to win the NFC North. Hmm. I still expect them to win the NFC North. Yeah. Uh, I don't expect them to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, but I, and actually, you never know what could happen in the playoffs. But 
I, I think there are other teams to pick before them, but I think they're going to win the division. I think they're the best team in the division. They have the most talent in the division. And Aaron Rodgers is fired up, and he, boy, did he not hold anything back today. And he mentioned names, right? You know, talked about the way that this organization has disrespected guys, and they've shown them the door, and he started throwing out names. You know, Clay Matthews, and, you know, he even went back to Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? They did, they, they, you know, bringing Randall Cobb in, that's Aaron Rodgers' boy, so that's going to please him a little bit. Um, the Packers are now Aaron Rodgers' team, if it wasn't so already. But now Aaron Rodgers truly does run the show, at least for this season. And the Randall Cobb move shows you that Aaron Rodgers runs this show. They are going to make every concession as they can to please Aaron Rodgers. So he's going to control the team. He's going to have, you know, personnel decisions, and he could even have some play-calling decisions. But this is the most talented team in the NFC North. They will win this division. I like them over their 10-win uh, mark as well with the 17-game schedule. And I expect a very motivated Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams for this last dance uh, if you will, with them trying to give it one last go before both of them uh, might not be in Green Bay next season. Yeah, the Packers able to acquire Randall Cobb for a six-round pick and uh, the Texans ate $3 million. So I believe Randall Cobb only costing $3 million against the cap. So Randall Cobb is back in Green Bay. Uh, Devontae Adams joked that all they need is Jordy Nelson to come out of retirement and they will, uh, <laughs> they'll be back. Uh, you know, it's funny. I mentioned um, that earlier today at the South Point, the Packers were even money to win the division. No, wave that goodbye because they are now minus 200 at the South Point. Just pulled it up on my phone. So uh, you snooze and you lose. Uh, I was on uh, on with Jeff earlier today as he's filling in for Gill in a numbers game. And I was like, wow, even money? I was like, that. yeah, that sounds very much intriguing. But you mentioned Devontae Adams. This is a guy that we haven't talked about a ton. We've been really focusing on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers as a team. Devontae Adams was unguardable last year uh you know it, it felt mm -hmm. like even even though you knew every pass was going to him he was still making plays he had 18 touchdown receptions last year 115 receptions and remember he missed two games due to injury and still had that productive of a year over 1300 yards receiving and 18 touchdowns so we've got this odds board up from DraftKings, who will have the most receiving yards this year? Um, you know, I haven't completely done all my due diligence on, you know, who will lead. Uh, this is receiving touchdowns, excuse me, who will have uh, the leading and receiving touchdowns. But he led the league in receiving touchdowns last year with 18. Uh, they do bring in Randall Cobb. I know that Aaron Rodgers, you know, likes Robert Tunyon. Uh, Aaron Jones is still there. Uh, we probably don't expect Aaron Rodgers to have 48 touchdown passes like he did a year ago, but man, at 7-1 to one for Devontae Adams to lead the league in touchdowns this year, receiving touchdowns, uh, it's hard not to, to grab that considering how productive he was last year, Scott. But how much does the acquisition of Randall Cobb hurt him now a little bit? A little bit. Um, you know, Cobb, he, he's a slot guy, he's a possession guy, and when it comes down to the goal line, there's one of two plays that are usually run, right? It's the fade to Devontae Adams or it's a pick route. And if it's a pick route, he usually winds up being a slot guy like Randall Cobb who winds up getting the touchdown. So having a trusty slot guy uh, now there for Aaron Rodgers might take away from some of the Adams touchdowns. Plus also 
the way that he had the success last year, you know teams are going to be keying in on him in the red zone. So at 7-1, to one, certainly he's a nice bet because of what he did last year and his potential, and he is the, the best wide receiver in the NFL, but it's just not juicy enough for me to put a play on uh, right there. You know, I, I'd like to look at the guys that start at 10 to one and go higher for something like this. You know, um, Mike Evans at 14 to one mm-hmm. is interesting to me. Uh, even, even going all the way down, you know, Deandre Hopkins, 16 to one. Very interesting. Amari Cooper, yeah, 28 to that. one with a healthy Dak Prescott, who actually left practice today with a sore right throwing arm. So we have to monitor that, but he is certainly someone that you can take a flyer on there at 28 to one, seven to one for Adams. Not exactly juicy enough for me, but and especially when you consider, you know, what's going to happen with the Packers this year with the addition of Cobb and, and other things. Yeah, last year, just to uh, to remind folks, Devontae, 18 touchdowns. Tyreek Hill was second in the league with 15. Adam Thielen had 14 touchdowns, but Justin Jefferson right there. Uh, Mike Evans, name that Scott mentioned, had 13 touchdown receptions. A.J. Brown, 11 touchdown receptions. He's sitting there at 20-1, to 1, but... He's got a new teammate, Mr. Julio Jones, who might have a say in those TD receptions. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. Joey Gallo is likely headed to the Bronx. What does that mean for the Yankees' playoff chances? Bob Nightingale from USA Today next, right here on the Nightcap. Indeed's instant match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Tim Murray here in Las Vegas. Scott Seidenberg over there in New York City. We got the 4 by 200 meter freestyle relay going on right now for the women. Katie Ledecky, the anchor for the United States. Uh, the U.S., a pretty big underdog in this one, plus 500 as the Aussies minus 1,000 to bring home the gold in this. We'll keep you updated on this race as it uh, goes on in the pool over there in Tokyo. But what a big day in baseball in the next couple of days, Scott, are just going to get crazier and crazier. The trade deadline is inching closer and no better person to have on to discuss it, then Bob Nightingale of USA Today, who is uh, as piped in as any baseball reporter out there. Bob, uh, where do we stand on the Joey Gallo deal? Uh, should we expect an official announcement later tonight? And then secondly, you know, what does this mean to the Yankees as they try to make that push for the playoffs as they're two and a half games back of a wild card berth? Yeah, I think the trade will be official tomorrow morning. You know, it's almost midnight now, so they might as well wait. But, yeah, everything is set in place. I mean, I'm talking to scouts and baseball executives. They say the Rangers did a great job. I mean, they didn't get the, uh, you know, when they're top 10 uh, prospects. But, you know, you got the, uh, you know, four guys in the top 30. And uh, so, you know, and Gallo, obviously, you know, there's no fit there. The Rangers are rebuilding. So I would say it should be a win-win for both sides. I mean, that's what trades are about. Bob, are the Yankees still being aggressive even after this Gallo move? Do you expect them to pull the trigger on a Trevor Story deal? Do they have enough assets after this Gallo move to acquire Trevor Story? I don't believe they do, no. I mean, they're right up against the uh, leg your tax as it is. 
they wanted to stay, you know, beneath it. And, you know, you know, stories are talking about, you know, picking up about $6 million or so. I don't, you know, I don't see the Rockies doing that. Uh, I would think they'd stay out of store. I really would. Uh, we'll see where he falls. I mean, Oakland A's could still use him. Certainly Chicago White Sox have been talking about him for the past month. So uh, I, I still believe he'll get moved. Uh, I can't see the Yankees now. At B Nightingale on Twitter is where you can follow Bob Nightingale, uh, columnist for the USA Today covering Major League Baseball. Uh, the biggest potential chip out there is a future Hall of Famer in Max Scherzer, who's been having a really solid year. Uh, he is not expected to make another start for the Nationals. You know, the question, Bob, uh, about the Nats for a long time, you think back a couple years ago when the ownership vetoed a trade for Bryce Harper to Houston. Uh, do you expect ownership right now in Washington to, to allow uh, every trade proposal to go down that Mike Rizzo tries to get for the Nationals? Well, I do. I think if he's going to stop it, he would have stopped it by now. And uh, Scherzer wants, you know, wants to be traded. He wants to be a contender. I think it's going to come down to a, uh, you know, the old-fashioned rivalry to the Dodgers and Giants. Uh, I think they're Sort of the two favorites. He wants to come out the nationally west. Uh, I don't think the Padres are that much into it. Could be surprised, but they usually want they do it for players who have uh, more control than just two months. So I think it's going to come down to Giants and Dodgers. I still, you know, if I had a bet, I would say he goes to Dodgers. Bob, another team that could be in sell mode is the Chicago Cubs. We've heard rumors about Bryant. Uh, possibly, you know, more players could be on the move. Do you see multiple players being dealt from Chicago? Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly they're going to trade uh, Craig Kimbrell, uh, the closer. So he's definitely going to be uh, moved. And then, they, uh, yeah, I think Bryant as well. Uh, you know, uh, Zach Davies are going to start her. And we'll see. I don't think Anthony Rizzo gets moved or Javi Baez, but I definitely believe uh, the, the, other, the other two for sure. You know, going back to the Nationals real quick as we chat with Bob Nightingale, uh, I know the Nationals uh, obviously uh, getting dealt a blow today with uh, all the positive COVID tests, and that included uh, Trey Turner. Uh, and when he was removed from the game yesterday in Philadelphia, most thought, okay, he's getting traded. Well, unfortunately for Trey Turner, he had actually tested positive for COVID-19. He's a, a unique situ uh, situation there in Washington where he is uh, – uh, under control for another year. Do you anticipate Trey, uh, Trey Turner also to be on the move for the Washington Nationals? You know, I don't. I think if you want to move him, they'll go ahead and move him in the offseason. I just don't think there's a, uh, you know, as talented as he is, there's going to be enough people out there to create a, a bidding war where there would be during the offseason. So uh, I don't see him being moved. I mean, asking price is going to be, you know, very, very high to move him. Uh, I just don't see it happen. You know, Bob, you mentioned the Giants, and I feel like they've been disrespected all season long. Everyone just was kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop with them, but they've just maintained their status as the top record in the National League. Uh, they are in the running to add someone like Max Scherzer or another big piece, but if they fail to do so, and if they stay status quo, as presently constituted, are they a World Series contender? You know, I, I still think they are. I mean, I, I think it's so, you know, wide open right now. I really do. I mean, when you look at the, 
know, the, the, the A's and Houston Astros, I still think Houston Astros are probably the, the best team right now in the American League, you know, followed by, uh, you know, followed by the A's and, uh, and, and the White Sox, and we'll see what happens. Uh, but, but the Giants, uh, you know, they've surprised everybody so far in, in the National League. Uh, I, I do believe, though, they need somebody, either a Craig Kimbrell or a, uh, you know, or a Scherzer or some front-line starter just to move in there to give them a, you know, a fighting chance. Uh, you know, I don't know, you know, no disrespect to Kevin Gosman, but it seems like you'd want a, you know, a, a better number one going out here, at least, you know, a better threesome in, in a short series. So, you know, I think of all the contenders out there, uh, and the Giants have surprised everybody, I, I just think they could use that one more element. Talk once again to Bob Nightingale. Bob, what do you expect, if anything, the New York Mets to do right now? A pretty comfortable lead there in the NL East. They've seen it, uh, I wouldn't say go away, but they're, you know, the Phillies are getting, uh, you know, getting healthier. They're back to 500. Uh, do you expect the Mets to make some moves here? I mean, it's only like Chris Bryant makes all the sense in the world to them. Uh, you know, versatile guy can play, you know, anywhere. He played even some shortstop tonight. So uh, I would think he's a prize out there. They're going to try to, you know, weigh it out, see if his asking price uh, goes low. You know, in the meantime, you know, the San Francisco Giants are also in on, uh, on Bryant. So, uh, but yeah, I expect him to be active here. Uh, what they're trying to do is kind of buy players like, Hey, we'll give you a, you know, we'll take on the money and eat the salary, but we just don't want to give up any of our, you know, excuse me, top two or three guys. Yeah, you know, new ownership there certainly is willing to spend. Uh, could the Mets use bullpen help? You know, uh, we've seen Edwin Diaz blow his fair share of, uh, of games. He started out the season real well, but every time he pitches, it's an adventure. And I'm not too sure if there's anybody that, you know, Luis Rojas really trusts so much in the back end of that bullpen, could you see the Mets looking for some arms here at the deadline? Well, I could. I mean, you can always use the, you know, two closers. I mean, Kansas City that year they had pretty much three closers when they won the, uh, you know, 2015 World Series. So uh, I think you know, every any contender could use a guy like uh, Craig Kimbrell, who's got like a, you know, zero four nine ERA. Uh, but yeah, and that 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 part would work too. You know, just shifting a. Uh, you know, trading spots. I mean, both of them can pitch in the eighth inning, for that matter, and and uh, and go from there. But yeah, I'd be very surprised if the Mets, you know, don't take advantage of this and say, you know what, let's give ourselves a chance. But, you know, particularly if Degrom is healthy. Going back to the NL West, Bob, and we've just got a couple minutes uh, with the Padres. They get Adam Frazier, so uh, they've really got a, a loaded infield there. I know there's been rumors about Eric Hosmer, but just kind of big picture when you look at the NL West. Man, it is so advantageous, and right now we're you know we're watching the Dodgers. Uh, they've got the uh, two men on first and second, but it is so massive to try to win that division uh, for the Padres. Uh, do you think with the them likely staring the NL wild card in the face, NL wild card game? Do you think they can make a run here, win the wild card game, you know, win that divisional series and 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 pull it off? Do they have enough talent? Yeah, I'm not sure they have enough to win the division. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, it's only wild card spot. I mean, you know, it should be all set. You know, the, the three teams from the West are all going to make the playoffs. But yeah, I don't know if they have a uh, if they have enough. I mean, uh, you know, Blake Snell's been very disappointing for them. Uh, I saw the stat that you know, 49 their starts this year, 47 starts, they haven't gone five innings. You know, Darvish has struggled a little bit in July. 
you know, Musgrove is solid, but you worry about that team, you know, even getting past a, a, a wild card game. Uh, but they're going to be aggressive. I, I, you know, I keep hearing Jose Barrios' name out of Minnesota. You know, he's got you know, a couple of years of con- uh, you know this year and next year at control. He's a Minnesota Twins ace. Uh, I think they like him in some regards more than Scherzer, just as far as not having to do a rental player. He is Bob Nightingale. You could follow him on Twitter at B Nightingale. Does phenomenal work. A must follow at this time of the year, heading into the trade deadline. Bob, I know it's a busy time of your season, so we appreciate you jumping on with us. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. There he is, Bob Nightingale. Uh, from the USA Today. So interesting, uh, he doesn't think the Padres will likely, he said not for sure, but likely, Scott, uh, feels like it's going to be down to the Giants and the Dodgers and, you know, those two teams jockeying for position. Max Scherzer could be the difference maker for who wins the NL West. Yeah, 100%. And what he said about the Giants is absolutely true. You know, as great as Gosman has been, if he's not your number one, and you could plug Scherzer in there, now in a short series, you move Gosman to two, Cueto to your three, all of a sudden, you got a pretty nice rotation looking here in the playoffs. We just had ourselves a pretty big upset. It was a fun race to watch. I'll be honest, my eyes were drifting a little bit. We'll tell you what just happened in the pool over in Tokyo. A massive upset in the 4x200 freestyle relay. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. It is the Nightcap here on VEASAN. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 